0: Hi friends, and welcome back to another episode of my dog has fleas. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the training technique called shaping. We're going to break it down, what the benefits of shaping are, how to incorporate shaping into your training and when to use it and how to create a shaping plan. Without further ado, let's get into it. Before we can get into shaping, we need to understand what it is. So what is shaping? Think of shaping as breaking down your goal behavior into small achievable steps, like a puzzle. What are the steps that have to happen for the next step to occur? You can shape any behavior that an animal is physically and mentally capable of doing. Humans do it all the time with their children without even knowing it. Think of babies who are learning to walk. The first thing they do is start out by crawling, then standing, and then taking their first step. The entire time, their parents are cheering them on the whole way. The entire experience is enjoyable, and that in itself encourages the child to continue and move towards their parents. Why is shaping beneficial? Shaping is a great opportunity to mentally stimulate your dog through problem solving. It's a great technique to use as it encourages them to explore and experiment, in turn creating a confident learner. It creates a strong behavior as the learner is a willing participant rather than being lured or coerced. Behaviors are stronger when performed willingly and on our own rather than being forced. Think about it. If you were told to sit, would you want someone to pick you up and place you in your seat or would you rather go to your seat on your own? Shaping can also be used to train behaviors that we cannot train using traditional methods. How do we begin shaping? For example, let's look at trying to teach a dog how to lay on a mat or a blanket. Before we can get the dog to lay on the mat, we first need the dog to be on the mat. We start with the dog interacting with the mat, then maybe the dog will step onto the mat with one foot, then two, then three. You see where I'm going. Now great, the dog is on the mat. What's next? Maybe the dog will sit before lying down. They're waiting for a treat and know this behavior, if offered, earns them a little something. The dog sits, then slowly the dog gets tired of sitting and maybe starts to drift down into a down position. Maybe while they're waiting, their head starts to dip as they smell the mat and their body follows. Their body slowly slinks down and they end up lying on the mat. If you're having trouble with your shaping plan, a good place to start is by working backwards. In shaping, nothing is set in stone and the dog doesn't necessarily follow the steps we've outlined. They can't see the plan after all, so be ready to jump ahead if the dog offers behavior further up the map. Now that we have our plan, how do we implement it? What's next? Think of this part as a hot and cold game from our school days. Do you remember that game? Did you guys play that game? Saying hot when we are close and cold when we are far from the goal. For each step in the plan, each building block, you will click or mark and deliver a treat. It's important when shaping that we move up the ladder of events and fade out marking and rewarding for lesser behaviors. That can confuse the dog. Using our example, the dog is learning to lie down on the mat. If we continue to mark and reward for all the behaviors, the dog might think that any interaction earns them something. Be careful when you're at that stage of moving ahead. Now that being said, there are times when the dogs get stuck moving up the ladder and we need to keep them in the game and keep that momentum going. It's okay to revisit the last successful step to re-engage. I also want to point out that if you need to lure or drop some treats on a mat or familiarize your dog and create a positive experience with something that you're using, that is okay. It is okay to lure a behavior at first to try to initiate the behavior. Try it out for yourselves. Some ideas to get you started. See if you can get your dog to sit in the box. Try to make it easy at first, cut those sides down, make sure the dog can fit into the box. Another one is having your dog sit in the hula hoop. Place it on the ground and see if your dog will interact with it at first. Build your plan and see where it takes you. Another idea is to see what your dog can do with the plastic cup. Decide if you want them to whack it with their paw, nudge it, place their nose inside. What would that shaping plan look like? You can also try having your dog step up onto a stool. Place the stool down, make sure it's something they can get onto. Remember we are shaping behaviors that your dog is physically and mentally capable of doing. So if you have a dog who's afraid of boxes, don't use a box. The stress of that situation could cause them to tap out. Try something else. Maybe for the box idea with your fearful dog, the goal is to touch the box. What would that look like? Are you thinking about it? Looking at the example of getting the dog to sit in a box, I recently had a client who was nervous around new things, and I thought this was a great opportunity to build his confidence and his comfort. So we started with the box, I put it down on the ground right in front of him, and any interaction that he started doing with the box, I started clicking and treating. Now this box already held some scent in it from Rue, because this is a box that Rue was sleeping in. An old Amazon box that I had, and I was going through some things, and I took it out, and I put it down on the ground, and Rue was like, oh perfect place to lay down so he started laying in his box and I thought you know what I think this will do well because it already has some scent it might you know kind of lure the dog in so I took the box with me to this client's house and we worked on getting him to sit in the box and because I know he was so nervous and he was hesitant around the box we decided to lower the criteria so our goal behavior was we were just going to have him walk through the box so what did this look like when we started working with him how did I know he was hesitant he was a little unsure of the box. You can see in his body language that he didn't really want to interact at first, but then as he started to make little small approximations, I started to click and treat him. And he understood by a previous shaping exercise that we did that this is something he can explore and we can experiment with. He knew the game. So we lowered the criteria and we started marking and treating for different things he was giving us. So at first he was just looking at the box. He was smelling the box around the edges and the corner. Then we started to get him engaged with the box a little bit more. He was interacting a little bit more. He started to nudge it around. Then it looked like he was pawing the box and I thought, great, we might actually get him to stand in the box or step through the box. Um, so he was moving the box with his nose and he was pawing the box and moving it. And then we started to get a behavior where his body was getting closer and his head was actually going into the box. So we started to click and treat for all these things. We did about four repetitions. I would say the longest one we did was about three minutes long. And you can see the progression from where we first started with a dog who did not really want to interact with the box to a dog who was like, all right, touching the box, um, nudging the box pawing the box putting its head into the box so how i would have broken this down a little bit more for this particular dog seeing that he was so hesitant to get his foot over we could have done to help him was to actually take the box apart so put the box flat, all the sides down, flat on the ground, and have him walk onto the box. Maybe if we had it on a carpet, he would have probably went in. In addition to breaking the box down, uh, one of the main reasons why I wanted him to nudge the box is because I did want him to know that it moves. In case it moves slightly when he jumped out of the box, I wouldn't want him to be freaked out. I did want him to know that it is on a slippery floor and it will move. So these are things to look at. So when you were looking at your shaping plan, I want you to also take into account your environment and what's happening. So if you have a dog who is afraid of things that move, have that dog move those things instead instead of you moving them behavior is so much more powerful when a dog or a human anyone is in control and they are doing it we did put some treats into the box at first just to see if that would get some behavior started it did but he was a little bit hesitant and that just looked like a bad idea so we decided to scrap it and just work with him and see what he was planning to do this was just a shaping exercise just to show the owner some things that they can do with a dog, and how to build his confidence. At the end of our fourth cycle, I was very happy with how far he had come in the short time that we were working with him on the box. This is a perfect example of operant conditioning where the animal is learning from their own behavior. The dog is in control of his own behavior and he operates within the environment. He's getting rewarded for small approximations or guesses as to what we'd like him to do, which then increases the likelihood that he will continue. The consequence is favorable. Alrighty guys, that's all I have for you today on this topic of shaping. I'd like you guys to get out there, try it, use it to build your dog's confidence, use it to offer them some mental stimulation, problem solving, encourage exploration and experimentation, and just have fun with your dogs. Remember to create an environment that is safe for them to do so. Work with them, meet them at whatever level they are at. Remember to adjust your criteria and that there is no time limit on shaping. You'll get the behavior down when you get the behavior down. And it's all in the fun of working through your plan. Remember that sometimes you might have to deviate from the plan. You put the mat down and boom, the dog just lays on it, shaping over. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Until next time, take care, and I'll see you at the next one.